It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to go inside the film room. With veteran scout and coach Chris Landry and Scott Seidenberg, it's the Football Film Room Podcast. Hello and welcome inside the Football Film Room alongside veteran scout, coach, and consultant Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg wishing you a happy December. Yes. (laughs) Chris, we have made it to the final month of the year 2020 you know i said this earlier today uh on another podcast that normally after thanksgiving weekend is a little melancholy feeling because you're getting ready for the conference championship games there's only a handful of those and um Uh we just think all right uh, december's kind of yeah you got army navy you got some bowl games but we got that big layoff right well, this year, I mean, you look at it, and we, we put Thanksgiving to bed, and as you kind of munch on leftovers, we got, in some cases, three more games by some teams um, to get going, and, uh, and and yet, so there's a lot of football to be played, but Scott, I guess we should start off with, how about the ACC? You see the ACC, you think they got the eye on getting two teams into the playoffs? How about that? <laughs> we can tell folks that. They are not going to require Notre Dame to play Wake Forest or Clemson to play Florida State the week before the conference championship game. So it eliminates that week's opportunity for somebody getting tripped up yep. potentially. So it set the stage for if Clemson's able to beat Notre Dame for two teams with Notre Dame being a quasi ACC team this year. Yes. Don't think that people are not seeing through that. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think at this point, I think at this point, Notre Dame is in regardless of a win or a loss against Clemson. Okay? They go into that Clemson game undefeated ACC championship game, which means that they win their final game against Syracuse, which they will uh, in blowout fashion probably. Um, I'm giving Notre Dame a trip to the college football playoff, win or lose, against Clemson. Clemson, I think, has to win to get in. A second loss to Notre Dame. I don't think I could put Clemson in, but but let's hold off though because again we have to see what the landscape is right now. Ohio State, Chris, is in a very precarious situation because they have to play their final two games in order to be eligible for the Big Ten championship. You have to play six games right now. They have four. Last week was canceled. I'm hearing rumors that Michigan is trying to cancel this game. <laughs> and, I'm telling you, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's a lot of the, they they don't want the ass whipping. So we're, we're going to, I mean, there is already that talk of, uh, I'm sure it's a lot of Ohio state saying that, but who knows? 
And if Michigan Michigan cancels that game due to COVID, (laughs) well, then Ohio State at the most will only have five games. And then it comes down to the Big Ten saying, you know, which I'm sure they will. Oh, we're going to amend the rules and we're going to say you only need five games to play in the conference championship game. But this is a bizarre situation. So I can't just right now eliminate a team like Clemson should they lose to Notre Dame a second time because I don't know how the rest of the country is going to play out in these next couple of weeks, Chris. Yeah, look, still, again, well, a lot of football left. I mean, we're kind of at the stage of where we would be like two weeks before Thanksgiving in a normal year in terms of what we got left. And it's it's not the, the traditional games. A lot, many of them were played this past weekend, but now we got the makeup game. So, uh, one thing we do know, uh, again, mm-hmm. Clemson and Notre Dame will finish their season this weekend. Yes. And so they're going in, if they take care of business this weekend, going into the ACC championship game with, you know, that's it. They've, they've kind of had the clear, you know, and again, we, we anticipate, uh, a lot of us do, I do, that Clemson will win that game. I agree with you. I think Notre Dame is in good shape. Uh, I, I'm willing to revisit that. If Clemson puts a beat down on them like nobody's business, okay. and then and then and then we got something else going on. But I I'm with you. I would I have a belief, and I'm I'm, I'm working on it. I've got a piece. Uh, I've broken down Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame's their teams, their rosters, the talent level. So on LandryFootball.com, when they came in out of high school and how they've graded. Now this Notre Dame team's played pretty well. Uh, they really have. Now, I, you know, everyone's chasing Alabama. I get that. But but the reality is um, it's it's going to be quite interesting to see as things kind of take place. Um, I just – I think Notre Dame is in good position as well. Yeah. We take a look at it and uh, jump in at uh, – for people that are watching us live, USC's 20, Iowa 19, Coastal Carolina 18, North Carolina 17, Wisconsin 16, 21 to 25 went kind of fast for me. We're getting into the most important. It was that the rankings are being unveiled as we're doing this podcast. And look, we do have some good football left. And I do think we need to pay some attention to what folks like Cincinnati's doing. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State is 15, Northwestern 14, BYU 13. So Indiana, <laughs> yeah, not much. Indiana 12, Oklahoma at 6-2, 11. So Oklahoma at 11, Oklahoma State at 15 in the okay. Big 12. So long way to go there. And as we've talked about, uh, pretty much everything is, uh, well, I mean, I don't, I cannot create any scenario where a Big 12 team even has a chance in it. And it Agreed. looks like, um, you know, a Cincinnati, for example, would be ahead. But, no, I think it's going to be real interesting down the way is Miami's at 10, um, at 7-1. and one. Um, Scott, I, you know, I, I, I felt all along that, you know, Alabama's in really good position. I think Clemson is still in good position, got a win. Uh, Iowa State at 9, that's the highest Big 12 team, 7-2. and two. And uh, what a great story there with Matt Campbell. They've moved up, what, four spots from last week? That's, that's really good for them. Iowa State at nine. Just let that sink in. Yeah. Uh, ahead of Oklahoma, ahead of Texas, ahead of Oklahoma State. Uh, really impressive. But I do think that we're going to see, in um, in, in a Clemson's case, a chance to, to 
get that revenge. And as you said, I think Notre Dame's in good position. I think Alabama's in good position. And uh, the the issue, though, is Ohio State. And, you know, if if they create an opening by not being – Wow, I mean, then then it becomes really interesting, and we'll 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 begin to talk about as Georgia is eight. I got to tell you, there are a lot of people that are not quite getting it, and I gotta agree with you. I, I, you know, Georgia's lost twice. They played two really good teams. Yeah, they didn't lose. They got their doors blown off. I, I just think they're really Cincinnati's at seven. Okay, so Cincinnati they stay put. They stay put at seven, and I, I don't – you know, they're ahead of Georgia. That's right. I, you know, again, you can uh, – you know, but Iowa State's got two losses as well. So, you know, I, I – listen, I get Georgia will not factor in. But, uh, no, it's interesting kind of that they're there. I don't know that I would have them that high. But when you start looking at it, and I need to get the complete list and look and mm-hmm. see, I, I don't know that they – should be a whole lot lower. I think so, their their Georgia's up one from last week, though, which again just is a byproduct of somebody losing. Yeah. So here's uh here's I don't know what the next uh, couple of numbers are going to be, but if I was voting, I would move Florida ahead of Texas A and M because I didn't think that Texas A and M looked all that what that good against LSU. Um, I thought LSU had many opportunities to actually win that game, and it would have disrupted everything. And I know the argument's going to be, well, Texas A&M beat Florida, so you just have to put Texas A&M above Florida. But if we're just going on what we're looking at right now, right now, last week, I like that Florida performance over Kentucky as a, more than I like that Texas A&M performance over LSU. Well, A&M is definitely a better defensive team, and Florida is definitely a better offensive team. I wonder, though, and again, I am not the conspiracy theory guy. And I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. I just think it's a kind of a lazy way, which I tend to think the committee does this. Isn't it really easy for the committee to have AM ahead of Florida and just let Florida play yeah, its yeah. way out? Of course, Florida's going to play and Alabama. Florida, if they Florida, win, they're in. If they lose, they're, they're out. That's exactly right. And then if they lose, well, we had it right all yeah. along. So, yeah, because um, Texas AM I, beat them head to head. So that's all that's that, yeah. that's the end of the story. Yeah, no, I mean, and then, you know, let let let's see what Alabama and Florida looks like. So, as we do it, as we expected, uh, Alabama is one and Notre Dame is two. I would expect Clemson to be three, mm-hmm. and I'm uh, going to assume that they're going to have Ohio State four, um, and then kind of hold on and hold their breath. Now, here's the thing that people need to know. There is, as Scott mentioned, Ohio State may not be eligible for the Big Ten championship. There is nothing, and Clemson is three officially uh, this week. There is no such rule for the BCS playoff. So they have to decide. They don't, they, they don't have to say, well, you gotta make your conference championship. You, they don't need to, they could essentially put a four and oh Ohio State team in. I'm not saying they will. I know. They, and, they, and they don't Chris, have they don't have that. That'll be interesting to see how they play Ohio State real quickly before you thought is four and I'll interrupt you when we get five and six because I think that's important. And we know yeah. it's AM Florida, Florida AM in some order. So Alabama one, Notre Dame two, Clemson three, Ohio State four. And it is AM five, and they're going to keep it as I should. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to, I don't know that, uh, barring AM losing, I think they're going to keep them five and six. And they're just going to let Florida fall out 
or jump ahead by virtue of a massive upset against Alabama in the playoffs. I think that's how they're going to have it the rest of the way, but we shall see. I think your point is well taken. I think you can look at the A&M performance against LSU. The offense was not impressive. They, if you stop, they've got a tight end and they got a receiver that can get off press coverage and, mm-hmm. and not much else. If you take those guys away, I think A&M is very vulnerable. I, I will say though, I think Florida's defense is very vulnerable, too. So I think both of those teams are clearly like a gap, five or six. So to me, the issue is only, will Ohio State deserve, will they have a resume of enough games to deserve to be there? Because in terms of talent level, I don't think there's any doubt that in my mind, if Ohio State played Florida, Ohio State played AM, Ohio State played Cincinnati. Ohio, you know, uh, if they played any of those teams today, last week, next week, I think Ohio State wins and I think they win decisively. But, you know, it's, it's not, yeah. it, it, you, you, you know, are you 5 and 0 oh, and is that good enough to vote them in? How, how can you sit here and, I, and just unbiasedly? Look at if we're not looking at the the teams based on their reputation or their roster or what we expect them to be, and we're just looking. Which at is why, team. which is why Georgia is where they are. Saying, Let's call and, it like it is. You're and, right. And we're just looking at the resumes here in 2020. How can you? And and I understand everything that's going against them, and I don't think Cincinnati is getting in either. So let me just preface it by saying that. But how could you, as a member of the college football playoff committee, looking at the 2020 resumes, seeing a team like Cincinnati go 9-0 and with wins over a then-ranked Army team, a then-ranked SMU team, and a ranked Tulsa team versus a 4-0 and Ohio State team that, frankly, won't have any good wins? on their schedule. If, if Ohio state's not able to play the remainder of their schedule due to COVID cancellations in the big 10, they started late. They didn't even finish. You're going to put a four and O team in the college football playoff, just based off reputation alone. When they, the only win they have was against a, a then ranked Penn state team. And we know what Penn state has turned out to be. That win is not impressive. Chris, I'm sorry. And, no, it's not. And, and and what's going to happen? Imagine if they do this, which they probably will. Let's say Ohio State plays one more game and they're five and zero. They don't even win the Big Ten. They go into the. They don't play the Michigan game. They're five and zero, and the College Football Playoff Committee says we're putting you at number four because we think that you're more deserving than a one-loss Texas A&M team that already lost to Alabama. So we're not going to put A&M four because we don't want to see the A&M Alabama rematch because we already saw that game. That was the play-in game, and it's over, right? So we don't want to put them for it. We can't put Cincinnati because Cincinnati hasn't beaten anybody. So now you're left with Florida loses to Alabama. You're not going to put them in. You're not going to put, uh, you know, Iowa State in. So now you're going to give them to Ohio State. And imagine if Alabama blows out Ohio State in that game, Chris. And, and and you know, you're sitting there and, and people, the Ohio State backers are saying, well, we only played four games this year. We don't really know about our team and we weren't <laughs> prepared for this. And Alabama played 11 games and they're more seasoned than us. Or, or, or we're more beaten up because we yes. played 11 games and you're fresh during the four. Look, there's no way this is a bad, bad scenario because you're correct. 
this is where the brand matters. This is where what we know about the talent on the team matters because mm. we perceive Ohio State to be one of the best. I have no problem admitting that I think they're one of the foremost talented teams in the country. And I do think that, you know, they would have a better chance of upsetting Alabama or Clemson or Notre Dame or, or than some of the other teams. However, there is a point of you got to do something to earn it. And, and it's, uh, I, I think it's going to be tough because to your point, Penn state's a disaster. Now Northwestern has a de facto big 10 West title already. They're done. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're done. They don't, they, they, Minnesota, I mean, Wisconsin, it, that's it. It's over. It's done. Northwestern has wrapped up the West. I'm not kidding. I mean, they literally have. So, if they can't make the title game, which I would think that they're going to move heaven and earth to make that happen, at least that they can beat a Northwestern team. But as you mentioned, the Michigan game, and we joke about whether they're going to play it or not. If they do, they're just going to be another team that's, you know, run over Michigan. I mean, that's not going to be considered anything all that impressive. So they are in a situation where they didn't get a chance. They, they didn't get a chance to play an Oregon, you know, yeah. in, in the B. So they don't have that. So that's just the reality of it. And, you know, how are they going to do it? You, you don't want to make statements. You don't want to do that. Um, uh, you just, so you got the point who you think is better. And and probably you could make the case that I think Ohio State would beat Cincinnati. I think Ohio State mm-hmm. would beat this team or that team. But at some point, the games need to matter. And you yeah. need to play enough of them to matter. And I think that would be a, the worst-case scenario of having to decide, uh, yeah. you know, a 5-0 team. That would be tough. So here's what Vegas thinks. And this is a week old. So I don't – this. I'm sure I'll get an update tomorrow. But as of last week – this is what Vegas says would be the spreads amongst the college ball playoff teams. Alabama would be a four-point favorite over Ohio State. Alabama would be a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Clemson. Let that sink in for a second, Chris. Mm-hmm. There's And Alabama would be a 10-point favorite over Notre Dame. So what Vegas is saying is that Ohio State would give Alabama the better game than Clemson or Notre Dame. Based upon Vegas odds, and I'm assuming that's on a neutral field, right? Yeah, that's that's if okay. they were to play up in the college football playoff. Gotcha. So what they're saying, what Vegas is saying, and people like to say, well, Vegas knows. Uh, what Vegas is saying is not only should Ohio State make it, they should be the number two seed, mm-hmm. which, now, you know, I, and I don't think they would get the number two seed. They would they, be. So they, basically, yep. Vegas is saying the two best teams would play in the semifinals in the, the third. Well, and they're, they're, just giving, they're, they're giving odds on every Correct. matchup. So what Correct. they're saying is, and they said, they said Ohio state would be a six point favorite over Notre Dame and Clemson and Ohio state would be an even pick them game. So they are basically, if you're going by the, if you're going by Vegas's point spreads, they are ranking Alabama one, Ohio state two, and then it would be Clemson three, one. Notre Dame four. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. I mean, I think you can argue that who's better, Clemson or Ohio State, you know, talent-wise and what have you. I, I, I think you can't. Vegas sees it that way, and I it's think very interesting. I, I, I don't think there's any doubt that on any scenario, Alabama would be one and Notre Dame would be four out of those two 
uh, out of those four teams in terms of seeding. And I do think in some order, you know, the Ohio State Clemson is where it would be, and, and that doesn't really matter in the playoffs other than with jersey color, you 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 yeah, you, you know, because you're gonna be playing the same team. They're not gonna uh, put they're not gonna put a third Clemson Notre Dame matchup as the semifinal matchup. So that is interesting if the committee because the committee right now, let's let's remind you. Clemson's one. I mean, excuse me, Alabama's one, Notre Dame's two, Clemson's three, and Ohio State's four. Now, folks, again, we just said Clemson, Notre Dame is going to play. Clemson would, and again, I think there's a chance that Notre Dame could win again. Uh, that would eliminate Clemson. Now, you there's a there's a chaos for you. Then, then you're really opening the door. Two loss Clemson, and now you got, you know, who hey, come through the door and see what happens. But let's, let's, just see, let's just see if Clemson beats Notre Dame, then that clearly, you know, drops Notre Dame from two to four. And I think it put Clemson at two. And so, I, you know, again, it doesn't matter because I, because I don't think that my point is I think Notre Dame would automatically go to four and Alabama would stay at one. Uh, assuming the the game yeah. goes with it. And then obviously Clemson would be two and Ohio State three. So that would, you know, be a little bit different, but it wouldn't matter because it would still be Ohio State Clemson with Alabama, Notre Dame in the first round. That's how I. And I, the one thing that's weighing on the committee, I'm sure, is if there is one of these situations where, let's say, you know, Clemson loses again um, and Alabama beats Florida, so Florida's eliminated. Putting Texas A&M in at number four, and giving them a rematch against Alabama in the cultural playoff semifinal, what's weighing on the committee is 52 to 24. Sure. Score when Alabama and, and Texas A&M met earlier this season. Do they really want that again in the cultural playoff? Yeah. The answer is no. The answer mm-hmm. is trying to figure out. So if Clemson, you're, you're saying if Clemson loses again, so that puts, you know, obviously Notre Dame would definitely be in the two spot. I mean, um, in fact, only the eyeball test would, would have Alabama one still because that would be the most impressive. To beat Clemson twice would be the most impressive yeah, thing and, done. You know, Alabama beating Florida convincingly or Yeah, what, you know, but I I, I, I think I think it would be it would stay Alabama one, Notre Dame two. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, you're right. So Florida and again, one, one and two don't matter because it's just they're not playing each other in the semifinal, so it doesn't matter. It's just well, but it does matter who's one or who's two because it determines who three plays four, three yeah. and who plays four. So yeah, Alabama, Notre Dame, and then then under this scenario that Scott's saying Clemson loses the second time. All right, so A and M would kind of slide in. But to be honest with you, they would slide into three because they don't you want know, Alabama to play AM in the semifinal. Well, yeah. And then again, what, what are we doing at that point? Is Has Ohio State made the conference championship? Yeah. You know, now, now you're going to have to, with a straight face, say, well, you know what? Look, Ohio State didn't play as many games. So we're going to put Ohio State four. And, but then you're putting per, perhaps the two best teams of the four in the semifinal game. You know, or do you, like you said, you're either doing that or you're saying Alabama A&M, you go at it again in the semifinals, which they don't want to do that anyway. They don't mm-hmm. want to put a re- – You trust me, they do not want – if Clemson and Notre Dame both make it, there's there's no way, you know, they want them playing again a third time unless it's for the national championship and they earn their way there. So, no, I think it would be a mess because you'd have an A&M team that's really not worthy. You'd have a Cincinnati team that's not quite there and then – 
you know, it, it, that's not that's not go. Uh, let's not go where Ohio State can't make it either. Boy, that would be something. I mean, you take Ohio State and Clemson out of this mix, and all of a sudden, let's go back to the BCS because we don't. There's no need for a third <laughs> issue. Uh, uh, all right, uh, let me give you a scenario here. Ohio State is not able to play for the Big Ten championship. Indiana finishes their schedule with backup quarterback Jack Tuttle. Keep in mind, you know, it changes things. Michael Penix is out for the year. They beat Wisconsin in Wisconsin. They beat Purdue. They beat Northwestern in the Big Ten uh, championship game. In, does Indiana have a case to get to number four? No, they don't. And, and it, your point, you said Ohio State won't make the Big Ten championship game, but, you know, they're five and zero, or they're six and zero. I mean, you know, I I just keep thinking that they're somehow going to make the Big Ten championship game. The Big Ten will amend the rules, right? They will amend the rules. Yeah, but you know, I think the only way you got a real issue is if they play just one more game, or even or they don't play any more games at four and zero. That's that's really a mockery of it. But I think if they go yeah. six and zero, and they have that extra game seven and zero, I think that that will be looked at and said. Because listen, there's nobody out west now. No, nobody, and we didn't think there was going to be, but there's nobody out west. I mean, Mm-mm. in the Pac-12, um, and BYU is so far. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see that. I do not see Indiana. BYU should schedule a game against Cincinnati just for the, uh, you know, and lose <laughs> just so they can give Cincinnati a bump and give non-power five schools a chance. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, I mean, it certainly would be a statement win by either either one who won it. No, I think that there's I, – I think, again, I remind folks, the, the key thing is Ohio State may not be eligible for the Big Ten championship game, and I think they will. But if yeah. they're not, that still doesn't eliminate them from being mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And I think you're dealing with, okay, you know, the Illinois game was canceled, but they got Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And – like you said, none of those games are going to be really uh, big wins, but there is a perception. You, you're absolutely correct. A lot of it is perception, and the perception is Ohio State's one of the four best. Yeah. And I, I think they are. Just, you know, I don't think this year they're, they've really had a chance to prove it, and people mm-hmm. will say, well, not their fault. They can't do it. You know, well, and I, that's going to be interesting to see how they decide it. Let's get to this week's games, Chris. Uh, Texas A&M goes uh, to Auburn to face the Tigers. How do they avoid a hiccup here? Look, I, I think this is a danger game. Um, I, I I always call Gus Malzahn uh, Lazarus. You know, he rises from the dead, <laughs> and I don't think he's going to get run this year, uh, but it would be just like him to win this game. I mean, he's he's done this before, and you just said it. I, I, I certainly broke down the tape A&M and watched the game A&M against LSU, and I know it rained in the second half, but but there's some limitations there. A&M's better. But I, you know, they're they're not a team that's super explosive. They will just usually kind of ground it out. And look, I mean, the situations are different. The days on the calendar are different. But Auburn rolled LSU. I mean, Auburn took LSU behind the woodshed. Yep. AM, uh, I never thought, I, I never thought AM was threatening the game. But 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 you're right, the offense never did anything. And I kind of thought when it got up 20-nothing that Jimbo said, <laughs> Because LSU wasn't scoring. I mean, they scored a, a little, you know, cosmetic touchdown late. Yeah. I, I think Jimbo said, we don't have it today. Our guys can't get, get out of here. 
And we, you know, if we screw this up and start mm-hmm. throwing it too much and we turn it over before, you know, it, it's 2014 or 2017 and we yeah. may not win this thing. Um, I just think A&M's good. I think they're well coached. I think they're a really good offensive line. I think they can run the football. I think Jimbo's gotten a lot out of Kellen Mond. I think they're very good on defense. I don't think they're national playoff caliber like, like, you know, talent wise, like the aforementioned teams we mentioned, which means that. It is not out of the question that Auburn couldn't surprise or play well. I still like AM though. Uh, Oklahoma State against TCU. Oklahoma State, um, as long as they just uh, – as long as they win out there in the, the Big 12 title game, is that correct? Or Oklahoma actually has a tiebreaker against them, They right? do. Oklahoma has the tiebreaker, and um, I still think we're, we're headed towards Oklahoma, Iowa State, which, by the way, be a good story in a great game. Uh, yeah. And Oklahoma's actually playing pretty good ball. They 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 they're playing better as the year went along. So yeah, no, Oklahoma's got the tiebreaker. And um All right, so what do you think about this Oklahoma State TCU game? Yeah, you know what? TCU's been up and down. Oklahoma State to me is a little bit better with the run game. Mm-hmm. But I you know, this is the type of game I never can quite figure out. Um, this is a game that usually Michael win. It's usually the big moment games where yeah. he falls short. I, I think it's a toss up game really. TCU at home's got a chance. I still think Oklahoma State's a little better. Uh, Liberty against Coastal Carolina and college game day, Chris, will be in Conway, South Carolina for this game. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, Coastal's had a phenomenal year. Liberty's had a really good year and had the close loss against NC State. Liberty may end up being without a bowl game, which would be a shame. As, by the way, some of the bowl games I'm sure you've been following. Um, yeah, Sun Bowl's going. I mean, there have been four or five of them canceled. I don't know where we're going with all Pinch that. Uh, canceled. But that mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think we're going to have a lot of that. So how many games are going to be there? It's going to be fun. It, it, certainly they've done that before going some, and I'm not a big, you know, following what game day is doing and all. It's gotten kind of all um, – cheerleady and it's great but i'm not really i think it's great for a program like that though like when they went to north dakota i think mm-hmm. they went to join the jane madison before if i can remember so this is great this is great it's great for jamie and that great coastal carolina program and i don't know he's on the list at vanderbilt as a few people are and i don't i don't know what he's going to want to do but he's got a good future and it's great for that program so congrats uh yeah i, I just i've watched that liberty team a couple of games and I haven't really watched Coastal as much. I've just been following their scores and their stats, but I tend to lean towards Liberty to pull an upset there in, in that game and, and an upset the undefeated Coastal Carolina on the blue turf there in uh, Coastal. Absolutely, another blue turf. Yeah, or teal turf, whatever you want to call it. Um, let's see, a couple other interesting games. Iowa State and West Virginia. Um, Iowa State has to avoid a little let yeah. here. Absolutely, and West Virginia's got some really good safeties, and they they this will be a game that'll be tough at the line of scrimmage. It won't look like the typical Big Twelve game because if there's a little anti Big Twelve ish look, Iowa State is it. They're tough, mm-hmm. they're physical, they've gotten better, and they're kicking themselves because if you remember early part of the year, whether it's COVID or not, lost that game to Louisiana Lafayette, and they're regretting it ever since because it's kind of hurt them. Uh, maybe they'd be a little bit higher, um, and certainly in the national race, it's uh, it should be a really good game, like what Iowa State's doing. And um, I know Matt's got a really good future, and I think what he's done at Ames is phenomenal. Uh, 
How about this Indiana-Wisconsin matchup? You know, I mentioned Michael Penix is out for the year, their quarterback. I watched that game, you know, because I had a, a vested interest in Indiana last yeah. week. <laughs> and let me tell you something. When Jack Tuttle came into the game, and this is a Utah transfer who yes. is very well regarded uh, nationally. You know, when he was recruited, people were talking highly of him. Anyway, Michael Penix had an awful game before the injury last week, Chris. He was two of 14 at one point, and his only two completions were a free play on an offsides where he threw up a Hail Mary that his receiver caught, and a ball that was tipped at the line of scrimmage popped up in the air that one of his receivers caught. Those were his only two completions into the third quarter. It was an embarrassing performance. Tuttle comes in, and this kid's throwing a nice ball, Chris. He's leading his receivers. He's getting the ball out quickly. And Indiana's offense actually moved the ball much better, in my opinion, in the fourth quarter there with Tuttle under center as opposed to Michael Pettix. Now playing Maryland, who hasn't practiced in three weeks, and playing Wisconsin are two different scenarios. How does this game play out? Yeah, you know, um, the, the thing about it is this Wisconsin team is a solid team. I know they didn't um, – they didn't play Wisconsin football as they typically do against Northwestern. It was a game in which Northwestern um, just out Wisconsin, Wisconsin. I mean, they, they, it's the sum of the parts. I still think, first of all, the thing that jumps out at me is that I think both these teams are good defensively. I think Indiana's strength is their defense and how well they play on that side of the ball. Mm -hmm. I do think the loss of Penix will hurt athletically. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't rule out, you know, the fact that they can't move the football. Um, they think Jim Leonard does a good job with this Wisconsin defense. I just, I just, this Wisconsin team, I don't know what, we're what getting. are they playing for Played a lot. I mean, I, it's just like, they're out of it before they were in it. I mean, I think they'll play hard, but I don't know how well they play. I mean, I, I just think Indiana's a having point. a better year and I just, Mainly, this would have been one that I would have said, even with some expectations that I had this year for Indiana, I would have said Wisconsin clearly, but I just don't know what was what we're going to get with Wisconsin. It's a very fair point. You know, if you're looking at motivation, Indiana is sitting there going, hey, one more Ohio State canceled game. We could be playing for the Big Ten title. Absolutely. Wisconsin sitting there going, what the hell are we doing here? You know, why yeah, are we no, you're playing for pride and, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, you know, they're good kids that play hard, but you're right. I mean, there's, mm -hmm. there's a special season at play for Indiana that they're playing for an awful lot, even though it may be, you know, not eligible for Ohio state, but if they can earn it, you know, they look, I'm going to tell you though, one thing I will say about Indiana, their best win was their loss to Ohio State. Yes, that's a great point. <laughs> that's a great – and Penix threw five touchdowns that, in that, that game, 500 I mean, yards. Because yeah. the the Penn State, the struggle to beat Penn State doesn't look all that impressive now. Mm -hmm. They haven't beaten a really good team. I mean, you know, so yeah. that's what makes me a little bit leery about this game. I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, how does Tulsa avoid a, a, an upset here against Navy when they're looking at Cincinnati on the horizon? And again, I don't know what the health is of the quarterbacks there at Tulsa. Uh, I would assume if Zach Smith's healthy, he'll play. Um, but, you know, they, they had that miracle come from behind win with the third wow. string quarterback uh, a couple of weeks ago. That was certainly something to watch. <laughs> and this is a great one. I mean, I'm Philip Montgomery. 
I mean, he was the guy that a lot of people in the the coaching and athletic administration circles, he was going to get fired last year. I mean, he was dead man walking. And now he's like, you know, that's look at the season that they're having. I know it's a weird year, but no, I mean, this is, this is a danger game. I mean, you know how it is when you play Navy, you better be prepared you've got to you've got to get the offense going I think they will make Navy play from behind and that's the difference but uh you're right and this is important for Cincinnati I mean they need as good of a Tulsa team as possible because they're going to have to play them likely twice and if they play them impressively and they've got a you know pretty good looking Tulsa team that's the best well it's the best case that they can make um in their current play Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemson against Virginia Tech. Uh, how bad is this beatdown going to be? Because Vatek can't stop a nosebleed. I think it's going to be pretty bad. You know, <laughs> looking at Virginia Tech, they're not. You know, they're they're not the same type of team. And Mm-mm. you know, they they just they really don't have the answers on defense. They don't look the same. Um, no, I I don't like this Virginia Tech team at all. I think Clemson rolls, and I think they continue to make a statement. Yeah. And again, this is uh, this is it for them. They 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 wrap up an official berth in the ACC championship game with a win here. Yeah, and uh, boy, if we you know Pitt was in trouble last week because Clemson was going to take out their frustrations. Yeah. Now it's just about uh, Clemson being in cruise control with uh, against the Virginia Tech team that is going uh, in the opposite direction. Let let us shift gears, Chris, and we'll go to the NFL. And like we start talking NFL every single week, uh, we have to talk about our play of the week, and this comes from the first quarter of <laughs> the Titans Colts game which was a battle for first place in the AFC South. And this was actually a pass play that wound up being changed to a run play. Let's watch it happen. Yeah, you know, Derek Henry is uh, plays big boy footballs. We'll see here as you see the little – see the drop back, and you see it throw, and it's labeled a run because it's not forward – but you get him out in space, and you think of him as a power back between the tackles back, and he is that. But in space, you got guys can't get off the blocks. And you know what? I don't know how excited they are about getting off blocks. Because <laughs> this is like getting in front of a train. So here's the thing about it, is when you get him in a hole, you can go low and try to gather him. When he gets up steam, and this is what they're doing here, getting him out in space, I can tell you what the defender, particularly the back-end defenders, are saying. Oblique. You know, because, you know, I, I, you know I've got to face that with a head of steam. That's tough. And it's, it is like a freight train carrying somebody. Let's take a look at it. Don't pay attention whether it's a pass or run. It is a run, technically. So you see guys struggling. Good blocking here. Really good blocking. So he splits it. You got guys coming at an ankle. Well, the only chance is to get in front and get them low. There's (laughs) nothing. I mean, you can't get an angle. It's too late. I mean, there's nobody. I think the key there of can, you, can we watch this block on the outside on the right and watch? Yeah, this look, pancake? I mean, w- I can give you a hundred plays of winning to Derrick Henry. This is <laughs> this is about all blocking here. This is set up and well blocked here. This is this is less about Derrick Henry and more about the blocking. Um, so I mean, look, great job up front. Ball comes out, cut, little cut block, 
deliver the ball outside. Now, obviously, the great job by the tackle. Boom, you're getting that block, and you're getting second-level blocks. And look at the receiver block. Oh, man, you got to love that. So, now that's what I'm saying. Oh, he's maybe held a little bit. Yeah, or he's, oh, or, or he's saying, <laughs> oh, he's saying, okay, I don't know if I, <laughs> I want to. Uh, yeah, you was one thing. I don't know about that big boy coming down here because that's, that's a little pinto. And then, uh, or, or a mid-sized car, and that's a that's a big eighteen-wheeler coming. No, seriously, this is well blocked, well designed, and this was the real key factor in the game. They they went up against a really good defense, and they say we're going to create numbers, and we're going to really work. This is basically this is technically a run, but even the screen game, I always say. The screen game, even when yeah. it is a screen pass, is part of your run series. It's just getting guys out in space, and it's a lot of what you do in some of the, at least the Mike Leach air raid type, all those little bubble screens. Those are essentially runs. Some are technically runs. Some are not. But what it really is is just getting guys out in space and being able to, with the athletic linemen now, getting guys out, and that's why the, it's the importance of receivers blocking there you just got to stick and stay and hold on you know he probably gets in without that receiver block or at least he runs over somebody Mm -hmm. but maybe there's a chance it stopped before he gets in but there was no chance there when you don't get the angle on this guy and you don't get him low and you can't get in a position to get him low good luck we've seen the stiff arm we've seen the upper body strength we've seen the lower body strength to drive through him you got to cut him at the knees, get him low, and that's the only way to stop him. That's a big boy. And he's playing at an MVP level right now. And you, you and I talked about it before. The quarterbacks get all the love, but Derrick Henry could be the most valuable player in the NFL right now. He's the most valuable player on that team, certainly in that offense. It's built around him. And, look, I mean, the, the one thing that gives them a chance, it gave them in, a chance in the playoffs. And, look, I said it after a couple of weeks ago. Look, these teams are going to play again. But advantage Colts, they went out, they won the game, and they got the second game at home. Well, Tennessee came in and said, we're going to go and take it away from them, and they did just that. I mean, mm-hmm. they were they physically played Powerball, and this game was in the first quarter and a half, Scott, was a really competitive game. It looked like it was really going to be good, and after that it was just – it was no longer exchanging punches. It was just like a punching bag, and it was the Titans doing the punching, and it was the Colts without any answer. Let's get to some of the questions from our viewers here. Kev Bellagro, uh says, the Seahawks are awaiting MRI results for Carlos Dunlop's foot. Can you explain how important he is to their defense? Oh, uh, yes. There's not a lot. That the defense doesn't have a whole lot. Carlos does a really good job setting the edge, and he can push the pocket. They don't have a whole lot there. So, take away a guy like this it's um it's definitely an issue fantasy football 101 wants to know your thoughts on dallas goddard how did he grade and what's wrong with carson wentz can he be fixed yeah look dallas graded well he made some plays there were some opportunities you know i think the guy is a really talented player look i yes he can be fixed carson wentz you've you know, it, it's not about making excuses for the quarterback or it's not – he is struggling. He has mm-hmm. no confidence. Why? That's the definition of breaking it down. Does he not have talent? Does he not – I mean, he's shown talent. He's shown ability. But, boy, he's in some cases seeing goals. In some cases, they're doing a very poor job around him. I mean, 
there's no playmakers. The offensive line's bad. I got to tell you, um, the guy can play. Whether he's fixable or not depends on who's fixing it, and it depends on how quickly they can fix things around them. I don't care who you are, how good you are. If you're not doing things well around the quarterback, you got a problem. We're seeing it with a, maybe the greatest of all time quarterback right now with an offense that's not doing what Tom mm-hmm. Brady is still capable of doing, and therefore Tom's not playing well. Not, hey, Tom's not the problem, he's playing well. Carson's not the problem, he's playing well. No, in Carson's case, he's playing awful. Why is he playing awful? Why is someone with that talent, why is someone that has played well when he's been healthy and he's been injured a lot, I know, why is it that he's struggling so much? That's what they've got to fix. And to go along with that, Burns wants to know, are Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman in trouble? Well, I know this, that, um, you know, <laughs> that owner, Jeffrey Lurie, it, it making a statement by not going a couple of games, that's pretty bad. Um, look, I, I think you always have to look at it. Um, I, I, You know, Howie is a good administrator, but he's not a great talent evaluator, and that's not his role. I think there's a lot of pressure on Doug to fix this. What I think they have to sit down, what Jeffrey Lurie is going to have to do is he's going to have to sit down and hear the answers of how we fix this. Because I think this can be explained in, I mean, this is a bad team. I mean, this look like it was going to be bad. I mean, going into the season with their offensive line issues, how do we fix it? And do, are you comfortable with the answers of how they're going to go about fixing it? And are you on the same page as to what the problems are? Hmm. It's fixable. Okay. And I think on the surface that everybody's in trouble potentially when you lose. I think this is fixable. I think these guys have had success in the league, but I think they need to have the right answers. I don't think this is a case of, as we saw with David Caldwell getting the ax on Sunday in Jacksonville, I don't think this is necessarily the end. But if they don't agree on what's wrong and how to fix it, that's where you can see a change being made. Uh, and to follow up there, uh, the Jags GM job seems to be attractive. Any early candidates? Yeah, there's going to be quite a few. I'm working on some things for LandryFootball.com. Check that out. It's you got the Jags GM job. You've got the Texans GM job, two in the same division. You've got the Falcons. Um, so, and I'm missing one. What am I? Am I missing one? We've got um, Jacksonville Lions, Detroit. The, the Lions uh, f- is the fourth one. So, uh, no, I think that it is attractive. But you know, I'd want to. The, the real key there is, I'm assuming that they're going to make a change with the head coach. I think that's coming later. I guess they decided not to do that now. So, I think it really depends upon what their front office structure is going to be. Hmm. Yeah. And if they're going to, you know, I, and listen, don't make the mistake that other teams have done <clears throat> jets <clears throat> hire your general manager first and then your head coach. Okay. Let your GM bring in your head coach. It doesn't and, work the other way around. And by the way, we, those are some great questions. We appreciate uh, all of you guys there, you know, sending in your questions and thoughts. Want to remind you, keep sending them in, keep spreading the word. And folks, if you haven't done it, make sure that you subscribe to our channel. Make sure that you do that. And then you always want to go and click on that heart button and make sure that uh, you like us as well. So that that's great thoughts of fantasy and uh, obviously 
Kev, always with some great thoughts and ideas. So we really appreciate that. Yep. And uh, let's get to this week, Chris, uh, which is actually not going to begin until the Steelers <laughs> and Ravens play on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, because yeah, do, I, do, I, do, I, do I keep my Thanksgiving preview game up or uh, I, 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 need, I need to re I need to relook at it. They haven't played since, but yeah, I mean, NBC has the tree lighting ceremony on Wednesday night. So they couldn't play the game Wednesday night. And they also want to give them, I guess, a couple hours of travel time, you know, so they get the game in as early as possible, but as late as possible. So that's why it's a three forty afternoon kickoff. Uh, just a terrible situation, almost as terrible is what happened in Denver where they had to go with a Navy style offense with no quarterback. <clears throat> and, oh, you know, Chris, it's like, why do the, does the league bend over backwards postponing these Steelers Ravens games, but yet force the Broncos to play with no quarterback? Let me tell you why I think so. And I actually agree with the league. And let me tell you why the Ravens did everything they were supposed to do. They follow protocol and, you know, the Steelers and, stuff happens. Okay. So when you get, you test positive and you get contact tracing, when you follow protocol and it happens, you don't want to penalize somebody for getting sick. The Broncos only have themselves to blame. Mm. They weren't positive. They didn't follow protocol. They weren't wearing masks. They weren't doing what you're supposed to. So I, I would say as bad as it was, and as much as I had distaste for watching it, that to me was a hundred percent on the Broncos. Wear the damn mask. Do follow protocol. Why do you postpone that game? Why do you inconvenience the Saints or, yeah. or inconvenience the next week? Because you didn't do what you're supposed to do. In the case of the Ravens and the Broncos, they reported what they needed to. Look, I mean, they're taking this seriously. The Saints got caught celebrating after what was it? What game was it? I mean, yeah, what, what game was they got celebrate? They got caught celebrating in the locker room mm -hmm. after one of their recent games, find a seventh round draft pick and $500,000. Okay. So you, if you don't follow protocol, you don't do what you're supposed to do. You're going to get hit. And I don't think you deserve to get your game postponed or whatever, but if you do what you're supposed to do and it happens, then I think they're going to try to be fair about it. That's the way I read it, Scott. But I hear a lot of pushback. Oh, the league screwed this. Up. I, I'm, I'm, I am the first to the criticism of the league on a lot of things. I think they're doing it right. And people will say, well, they're just trying to get the games in. Well, yeah, they're trying to get the games in, but you just said it. I mean, they're moving the Thanksgiving night to this night. They got to move the Thursday night game from this week, which is Baltimore, Dallas to mm -hmm. next week. They're they're doing everything they can. They do have that bye week that that they don't want to have to use, but I think they're going to do everything to make it work. But just follow the damn protocol. Yeah. If you don't, we're not going to have sympathy for you. That's their approach. That's my feeling. Well, listen. I'll sacrifice Thursday night football because we get Wednesday afternoon football, and it means, football, and it means that next week we're going to get two Monday night games and the Tuesday games. So, so I'll That's take right. it. Let, let's run through this schedule here for Week 13, uh, Chris, and we'll start in the NFC South with the Saints and the Falcons from Atlanta. Hey, break up the Falcons! What was that against the Raiders? What was that Raiders five turnovers? It's going to take that, but this is a dangerous game. Atlanta's playing for pride. They're playing for jobs. You think they packed it in? No, they haven't. 
they're still trying to, you know, players trying to trying to play for jobs for the new coach, uh, whomever that's going to be. Saints are still look. I mean, you're still dealing with the quarterback situation. They're managing it well. This is a danger game here for the Saints. This might be a lot closer than people think. How about the Lions in Chicago to face the Bears? How about them? Do we need to really? <laughs> the, the Bears have looked awful Monday night. The Lions awful on Thanksgiving. Um, this mm-hmm. is a bad situation. And uh, look, that's another one. We talked about the openings. How is that not a head coach and GM opening this year? Because it's every reminder when they put in Trubisky that they moved up to get Trubisky and could have had Deshaun Watson. They could have had Mahomes. Mahomes and Watson, yep. That's that's going to haunt them for a long, long time. I don't know here. Folks, pick at your own risk, because I'm not jumping (laughs) on the table for either one of these teams. Um, A game that I could argue should be the game of the week. The Browns and the Titans, both teams at 8-3, and Chris. Break up the Browns. We were talking, weren't we, last week about coach of the year? Hey, put Kevin Stefanski in that mix. It's, it's a good point because he's not getting mentioned, and he should. What a great job, and let's see how they finish. I mean, right now he deserves to be mentioned. You go on the road and beat Tennessee, That that's a statement right there. That mm-hmm. would be a big statement. We talk about this Tennessee team. They're starting to smell it, feel a little bit. This is the best the Browns have looked for a while. I will say this, though. Last week, it, even though they won, man, did the Browns leave a lot of plays on the field offensively. Yeah. I don't know that they're good enough to win on oh, the Oh, Baker missed a wide-open guy in the end zone, oh, too. He, yeah. Missed, yeah. he missed about three of them that mm-hmm. were big-time plays. Yeah. Uh, we move on. Miami uh, looks like they have a cakewalk against the Bengals. You think so? Miami, take care of business. You're the better team. Hey, I said this a couple of weeks ago. You end up blowing a game. Uh, take care of business, won't you? Yep. How about the Jaguars and the Vikings from Minnesota? Hey, same thing here. I mean, faint hopes for the Vikings, but you've got Jacksonville that's in a really bad way. They'll fight you. They'll play hard. Minnesota, you're better. you got to win this game. Raiders coming off that disappointing performance against Atlanta. Go to East Rutherford to take on the winless Jets. So what they're asking in in, um, in Hempstead is, can, can, the, can the Raiders bring their five turnovers this week? Because <laughs> that's what it's going to take. I mean, I keep saying the Jets will find a way to win a game. No, Jets are a disaster, Chris. But They're I not going to find a way to win. I can't tell you where, when, or how. Um, I just keep saying they're going to win one. But we're running out of time. And I just think after that embarrassing performance last week by the Raiders, I I, I think they show up and show yeah. up big. They've got a lot to play for. And they blew a game they should have – well, I mean – they should have been better prepared mm-hmm. and should have played better, and they had no chance. They had no chance against Atlanta. They were never in the game. I, I can't imagine them having that game again this week. What's amazing is now the Jets and, and Adam Gaze, and they, we don't even know who's calling the plays because he's not going to admit who's calling the plays. Sam Donald in his weekly radio radio interview uh, on Monday said he was asked flat out who's calling the plays. <laughs> so and, Adam, and, Adam is going to say, I'll tell you after the game. And, and, <laughs> and Sam said – I only listen to one voice, and that's the voice in my helmet, and that's Adam's voice. And he said, and he, so, so they're like, well, who's calling the plays that Adam's relaying to you in your helmet? I only listen to one voice, and that's the voice in my helmet, and that's Adam's voice. So they, 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 rehe- they, rehe- they rehearsed that pretty well. That'll that, 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 be interesting. That's uh, let's move on. The Colts and the Texans from Houston. Hey, you know, listen, I mean, Houston still playing pretty hard, and certainly Deshaun gives you a chance, but 
I mean, you're the coach. You got to bounce back, and you certainly lost a little bit. You're going to need a little help. Yeah. But you got to get back in, take care of business. This defense has been pretty solid, except for last week when they got hammered. I think the Colts rebound on the road here. The Rams and the Cardinals. There's your there's your good game. I mean, NFC West is uh, really kind of getting back into it. Who's the best team in the West? I mean, now it is really muddled because. You know, how about San Francisco taking care of business against the Rams last week and mm-hmm. winning that close one? Uh, it's a three-team race in the division right now. This game will certainly give you an upper hand. Um, I, you know, this is, to me, too close to call. Arizona's been a little bit too schizophrenic for me, but so have the Rams. Um, disappointing consistency. I'm starting to believe that nobody out of the West is going to do a lot of damage. Uh, as I thought they might, but I, but I still think there's a chance that we could have three teams make the playoffs from the division. Yeah, very well, especially with the seventh team being added in. Uh, the NFC East leading, and as Jiggs comments, the playoff-bound New York Football Giants the, go to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Keep up alive. Keep up alive. I don't know. I don't know about Seattle on the road here. You win this, you make a believer out of me. You know what? I'll say it. I think the favorite the vision now is the Giants. I think it's the Redskins without oh, Daniel. Oh, you know what? Without, it's a good point because without Daniel the, Jones, look at and look at the Giants' schedule, Chris. The yeah. Giants have to play Seattle, Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore, and Dallas. That's that's a that's tough, a tough road. Yeah. And you know, Daniel Jones. Not that I look at the Redskins' schedule is a little bit easier. And if you look at it, Daniel Jones is not healthy. You know, look at the situation in Dallas. Phillies, we just talked about the disaster. Mm. Alex Smith is the most reliable quarterback in the division right now yep. with the schedule. I think the Redskins are the favorite. But, and, they're, and they're running game, too. Antonio Gibson's and, having a heck of a year. And, and, and look, I mean, um, they can the, – the, the Redskins' defensive fronts are very, very good. So. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Eagles coming off that disappointing performance last night. They got to take on the Packers at Lambeau. Let's not talk about this. <laughs> Green Bay, simple. Philly, just not a whole lot. Although I will say this. They, you want to they, talk about the MVP. You know, everyone wants to talk about Mahomes' numbers. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is is having an MVP year. I, yeah. I agree with you. I, I think that he's probably um, – I think he's – to me, he's graded out best of anybody most mm-hmm. consistently. I will say this about the Eagles. I thought they fought, and they don't think they played well, and I don't think they've quit. I just – this is going to be ugly. Yep. Let's move on. You got the uh, Patriots at the Chargers. This is interesting because neither teams are going to run away from you. Um, I don't think there's a lot of points here. Um, you know, big win, believe it or not, big win for New England to hang in there. Look, it is not out of the – for them, it's about making the playoffs, just getting in and see what can happen. I just am really continue to be disappointed with the Chargers. I just – their ability down the stretch in crucial moments, I don't trust them. And for that reason, I'm going with New England, but I don't know. In the – why is this game being played on primetime? The Chiefs and the Broncos. Yeah, you know, I don't know. We can um, – they'll have their quarterbacks back, but I, I think I think they'll probably be sorry that they did. Uh, you know, listen, in Denver, Denver does some good things. I know last week was a different thing. Kansas City's feeling it. They're on a roll, and right now they know they need a little help with Pittsburgh, you know, falling yeah. by to get that number one seed. Remember, number one seed, it's number one seed, not the number top two seeds now. 
Uh, it's number one seed that's important. And Kansas City wants to have it all in the era. They, they're feeling it. I think they get it done here in a big way. On Monday night, the first of the Monday night doubleheader, it's the Steelers in Washington. The Steelers obviously have to play first on Wednesday. They do. Uh, that afternoon game, I don't know, maybe Pittsburgh, uh, maybe they don't digest the pregame meal quick enough. I don't know. I said it. I think the Redskins can win the division. I, I don't think it includes beating Pittsburgh here, but I've always said Pittsburgh will likely lose a game that they to a team win, yeah. that's not very good. They tend to play down to opponent. So, Beware, be aware there, but I still think the Steelers are better and will win. The Bills at the 49ers, and hey, that look, game is going to be in Arizona, Chris. That's right. Uh, that's the other news, big news of the week, is that that's a tough move. It's, I, I guess, from some ways, San Francisco, give them a lot of credit. They faced all their injuries, and they've been affected more by COVID than anybody, right? I mean, through the nobody's had to move their playing site, and people have had to move games, but – they're just a road team for the next – well, the next two games that they were scheduled to play at home, they've got to go practice in Arizona. Um, I, I would not – I don't give up on San Francisco at all. They will play hard. They will yeah. play – Buffalo, look, you've proven you're the best team in the AFC East. I think they take care of business, and I, I think they get it done here. And finally, it is uh, uh, the Cowboys and the Ravens on Tuesday. Yeah, look, I mean – I. I think Baltimore's got limitations, but I, I think this is one in which they can handle. I think they can win this game at the line of scrimmage, and I think that'll be the difference here. Um, just Dallas is is in a bad way. Baltimore, certainly a playoff team. I don't see them – I don't again, I don't see them winning and advancing in the playoffs too much, but I do think that they're going to be right there, and I think they win this game and um, take that next step. All right, Chris. Well, what do you got on LandryFootball.com this week? Hey, got all the breakdowns, all the NFL games, all the college games. Uh, breaking down right now the top teams in college football, the overall rosters, the top playoff contenders. They've got Clemson, got Alabama, got Notre Dame up already. We'll do that to get all the teams that have a chance to kind of tell you how they compare roster-wise. It doesn't tell you necessarily who has to be in or deserves to be in, but just how they match up. We've got that. We've certainly got all the breakdowns of all the games in college football this weekend, the film room breakdowns. We've got all the NFL game breakdowns, game by game. We've got it all for you, all the latest news and notes. you got signing day in college football 15 days away. I mean, we're already into December as you started off the show with. I mean, it's fast and furious. So the offseason is just going to come faster than normal. It's going to be butt up against everything. So we've got a lot covered for you at LandryFootball.com. Like having your own scouting department for less than a magazine subscription. So check it out today. Yeah, and uh, be sure to check out the offer from American uh, Gaming, uh, right, Chris, where you can get some bonus uh, bets or some free money on some legal sites. Absolutely. Special gaming offers right up there on the website from American Betting Experts. Check it out and uh, see how you can get a discount money back and free bets on that. You want to take advantage of it. And right on LandryFootball.com, they've got a big pink bar. Follow Chris on Twitch, Twitch TV. If you're listening to this on a podcast, guys, make sure that you join us live like all of the guys. Uh, Bernsey and Fantasy Football. And, hey, our guy Collins is out there. Hey, Donnie. (laughs) Jig's dad, uh, Kev. I mean, all the guys that join us each and every week. We can answer your questions live on Twitch TV. Uh, 
Chris Landry, um, twitch.tv slash Chris Landry football, or just go to the link on LandryFootball.com. It'll click right on there. We've got programming all throughout the day. Scott and I are breaking it down every Tuesday night. I've got my Scout Side podcast on uh, Wednesday, and you know we've got Landry Football, but we've got it all for you, so check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And follow Chris on Twitter at Landry Football. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott's on Air. If you want to listen to it in podcast form, subscribe to Landry Football's conference call, wherever you get your podcasts from. But watch us live every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football. And check out the Twitch channel for all of our offerings covering a wide variety of football topics at twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football. All right, Chris, enjoy your Wednesday matinee football. Hey, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I uh, look forward to it. We'll be back to break it down next week, everybody. Take care. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.